Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Lugar the Barbarian. And today, it's Zine Thursday. And what zine do we have today, dare I ask? Grok by Lester Burton. Now, Lester was on here back when this was crowdfunding. I believe that was during Zine Month. I may be wrong because there was another one too, Side Quest, but I think it was Zine Month that we did this, which was originally the scheduled date of Zine Quest, which is going on now. So <laughs> uh, we have Zine Quest going on now, but this was from the last Zine Month, and it came in recently, probably a few weeks ago. It came with these really great cards. Two of them seem to be just... Uh, some of the interior or extra ones, the back cover without the, the writing on it, just to showcase the art itself. And if you go over to uh, YouTube, I'll try to post the video of recording this so that you can check out the art and stuff. I'll be holding it up, or I am holding it up as I'm speaking. And it also came with a character creation guide. With On one side, it's got the character character sheet itself, and the other side, it's got the character creation guide. Now, if you look at the character sheet, has three attributes, physical, mental, and social. Instead of rolling numbers and putting numbers there, you have images on the sheet itself of dice, D4, D6, D8, D10, D12, and you're going to be getting one of those dice for that attribute. And they kind of spread them out. There's a, a D12 chart so you can roll randomly to see what you're going to get, or you can choose. And... Like, if you get a D8, you're going to get a D6 in the other two. If you get a D12 and one, you're probably going to get two D4s in the other two. Uh, if you get a D10, you're probably going to get a D6 and one and a D4 in the other. And the way the system works is, like, a one to four is going to be a failure. And then, well, I'll get to the exact numbers because I don't have them in front of me. But but if you're rolling, you want to roll above a four to succeed. And uh, it's a pretty simple idea. There's a few other elements added into it. Then you get traits and assets, which I'll get to that when we get more into the book, the traits and assets that you get. It also comes with a nice printed quick start guide that has most of the rules that you're going to need on there. It's not a rule heavy game. It seems pretty easy to pick up on. I'm curious how it will turn out working running this. Um, it is not a crunchy game. It would be hard to power game with. And again, as you as you open this thing up and start getting into it, the art's just brilliant. The color on it's amazing. It, it, it's really wonderful. The idea is, I guess people say gonzo, so kind of gonzo, kind of a lot of the things in, in this. The rules themselves. To play, you need two to six players. You need an actor and a director. So the GM is going to be called the director in this. It talks a lot about role playing and then the order of deciding to do something, how to check, when to check, stuff like that. If you make roles, a lot of times... You're probably not going to want to make roles in a lot of these. The outcomes of the, the outcomes, variable stuff like that. It kind of goes into depth on those. So you're going to roll. You're going to roll one to four is a no and. No, and it's not as you intended. And something unfortunate happens. A five to nine is yes. And it's as you intended. A 10 and over is yes. Yes. And it's, in, it's as you intended. And something fortunate happens. To add to this, you get advantage and disadvantage in the game as well. An advantage will cancel out a disadvantage and vice versa. You can get up to five advantages and five disadvantages on your roll, according to the rule set here. Traits are aspects that describe who you are or what your character is. You get a personality, your character's disposition, morals, or social quirks. A motivation, your character's wants, regrets, or ambitions. A background, your character's heritage, vocation, or archetype. 
a trouble, your character's greatest flaw, vulnerability, or problem, and your appearance, your character's visage, visage, am I pronouncing that correctly? Countenance or morphology. And then you get assets, resource slots. It goes over the resource slots. It was kind of encumbrance, kind of like encumbrance. I think we may get into that a little bit more later. You get like seven slots to carry things, and it kind of goes a little in depth. It's not an overly complex encumbrance system. It's kind of easy and self-explanatory. Uh, and then you get conditions as well in the game. Uh, and conditions, I believe, really start coming in later on. I'll, I'll I'll try to hit that up. One of the elements or aspects of conditions. Conditions come when you get hit or harmed. The roles in the game are player facing, so you're doing the checks yourself as a player. The DM is not doing those those uh, those checks and roles. I'm gonna flip ahead in this book here to actors character creation done in three steps. So you're going to select a role at attribute die using the table below. So I'll just go ahead real quick so just to check it out and play with it. I'm going to go ahead and roll that the 12-sided die and see what the attributes are that we would get in doing this. I got I got a 20 out, but I haven't, don't have the other denomination out. So let me get a few out. Here's a 12. And I've got a 7. So 7 gives me a physical die of D4, a mental die of D10, and a social die of D6. So my mental stats would be my highest. Now, word, write a word or phrase for each trait or role in the table below. So personality. I'm going to go ahead and roll on this personality. And my character got a four, which is cruel. I'm smart, but cruel. My motivation is 17 to restore peace. My background is a one ownerless automation. I'm an ownerless automation who's cruel and intelligent, seeking to restore peace. Trouble. My trouble is that I'm disfigured, and I rolled a seven for my appearance is diminutive. Now, step three: write an outfit and up to other four assets or roll on the table below. So I'm gonna roll on the table below another D20 table. I rolled a 16. First asset I got was an unregistered slug thrower. They have some in here. If there's a blame thrower, I'm pretty sure that was in Red Dwarf. <laughs> we got a four there, which is cold iron manacles is my second asset. My third asset is a rolled a tool, a radiation calendar. And my fourth asset, a number 13, is a pre-made, is pre-made pistons. Maybe I need those pistons because I'm an automation and I need them to, to function. Resources on this there's uh you get seven slots and, and it goes into depth of what what you can put there it's it's not overly complicated there's not a lot of rules or restrictions when dealing with the resources uh buying stuff it looks like there's some checks when it comes to the monetary system and purchasing things it's not like tracking your gold or anything like that it looks like they're trying to get away from that and make it a little simpler and quicker to run so the director, the director's job. Then at page 13, we start talking about what the job of the director is. What the setting of the game is, uh, and it talks about how you can play this in any setting that the actual system itself should be kind of standalone. You should be able to make stuff. I'm imagining that the when we're rolling on those tables for like, like assets and some of the other traits that... Some of those things might change the setting you're in. So it might be looking at some of the changes, some of those options that would come up would change according to the setting that you're trying to play the system in. 
But for now, I would I'm just gonna run this as assuming that you're playing Grok in Grok in the actual setting, because that's probably what I would do if I were to if I'm gonna run this, is I would play in the Grok setting and explore it a little bit. So you get the sequencing of play, which is it starts with describe threats, perform actions, resolve those threats, and then repeat. So over and over again, kind of procedural way of approach to play. The difficulty of the character's actions can be manipulated by applying advantage or disadvantage. Uh, it talks about the character's not aware of what the disadvantage is. You can simply inform how much advantage disadvantage is being applied without describing their source. And distance, the way it measures distance isn't by by actual length like meters or feet either. It's within reach, near, a distance that a character can move to as part of an action in a sequence. Then there's far, distance the character can reach if they if all they do is move in a sequence and then out of range, distance beyond what the character can reach in a single sequence. So you have those four within reach, near, far, and out of range. And that's that's kind of important as it's going to change and be variable according to like 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 if you're playing a tiny little pixie that's the size of a of a mouse, or if you're gonna be playing a playing a giant or a human that kind of scales up and down that way of of seeing it, how close it is. So the director, it gives a lot of information uh, or a lot of pages over to kind of running the Grok setting and, and coming up with interesting, wonky, uh, bonkers, different places to go. There's a literal hex. Uh, there's this AI that's in power. The world's been devastated. Everything's been laid to waste and the civilization is coming back. Magic and and uh, did I read the back? Grok was once a haven for transdimensional migrants and a bastion of advanced technomancy until a cataclysm rendered it desolate hollow plain. Now feral monstrosities haunt its chasms, cities float among the clouds, and a derelict space station encapsulates the planet and bathes the world in a perpetual phosphorant radiation. Yet the new era of enlightenment is dawning. Civilizations grow from the ashes. Relics of immense power await those who would learn their lost secrets and threats of caste warfare loom as leaders vie for power. All the while, creeping black nothingness peers up through the hollowness of the world. So the director has scenarios. Uh, it gives you a table to use to generate scenarios. We've got a seven an, an excrement elemental is torturing uh -oh, a tentacled monstrosity in a petrified forest. Um, it gives some alternate rules. It gives rules about health points, wealth, weapons, things like that. Now I'm gonna go jump ahead to the to the uh, the director. And it gives DC with DCs or PCs or DCs in here. It gives you creation tables uh, and stuff like that for creating those those uh, non-player characters. What they call in here, they're DCs. They're director characters, I believe. Was that what was that correct? Was that director creations? Director characters, I believe so. Uh, and now it gives you a couple pages of the planet rock itself. Now the planet rock itself, it's it's all random tables. There's there's this big AI, and there's there's different like little literal physical hexes. Everything's kind of contained in. It gives you like there's aisles that float in the sky that you can go explore. There's wastelands. There's the, an underworld that you can go explore, and each one of these has random tables to describe what the hex you land in on would be. So you can definitely run this as as an interesting hex crawl and, and and go kind of go kind of crazy with it if you want. Now I'm gonna do an aisle first. It is a depraved 18 university, a depraved university. 
inhabited with polymorphed insects ruled by a memory a memoryless robot he doesn't remember anything it's not a great university it's the one who rules it can't recall a thing what can they teach you that could be a lot of fun very douglas adams i appreciate it going into the wastelands the wastelands i rolled a five a desiccating primeval jungle with a crashed spaceship that is completely edible oh i wonder what the completely edible spaceship is it might be made of meat because it flew here from meatlandia <laughs> who knows then it said then after that it gives you um the underworld we'll look at the underworld real quick a vast dungeon inhabited with i rolled a 10 gaunt I wrote a 13 insectoids, gaunt insectoids that can read minds. Ooh, that sounds a lot like the three cream, perhaps. So overall, I think it's a great little book. It gives you a very stripped down system where you can run a game without like worrying about power gaming and stuff like that. It would be easy to run and make judgment calls as a as a DMGM or as a director, as they call it in here. The setting is not is although it is defined it's kind of in the random roll charts you're kind of doing your own thing kind of going with it creating your own stuff it, it can get bonkers contradictory and whatnot as you go but it seems like it could be a lot of fun and you could do a lot with it and you'd have some very unique characters you know things like the you know choosing a race getting a plus one getting a plus, those kinds of things aren't present it, it just kind of gives you a base foundation to make your rolls off of that's fairly simple and not overly complex i appreciate it. it it would definitely it definitely seems like you could run a very fun game off of it i'm trying to think if there's anything i missed in here because i'm sure there was a few things i wanted to touch on with the system itself that i may have browsed over but outside of that, uh, you know, A plus, great job. The art's beautiful. I was glad, I was thrilled to get it in the mail. And I hope y'all, if you haven't picked up Rock yet, go check it out. It could be a fun night game. And it seems like an easy enough one to, I could just take my random ideas. We could roll up some characters really fast and jump into play and have a random night of game with whatever bonkers thing we came up with off of those tables pretty quick and pretty impromptu. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. I'm on Facebook, or we're on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHeroChrome. We're on Patreon. We could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.